Hi, my name is Alisa Byberg. I've been in YWAM since 1991 and I'm working in YWAM Norway. The theme for June is power and the question I've been asked to shed some light on is, has fear of control made us wimpy leaders? The purpose for this talk would be to increase the awareness of our own power and the responsibility that follows, but also to detect violations so that we can work to prevent. Lately, there has been accusations about misuse of power in many different churches and organizations, and also within YWAM. It really hurts to knowledge that people who have volunteered for the purpose of helping others and share the truth of God's salvation and healing, that they themselves are left with deep wounds. I've been listening to quite many of those stories, and one of these stories is from John. John, he is warm and analytic, and he's a great team worker. He was a part of a leadership team in a big youth ministry. Uh, what he found challenging was that the leader did not listen or pay any attention to the other team members in the team and to their contributions. He was, the leader was asking for the input, but he didn't seem to pay any uh, attention to it or give it any consideration. So that made the leadership meeting seem like waste of time because everything was thought through and planned by the leader in advance. So John, he was just saying that the leader could rather just tell us what to do because that is what happens in reality already. After some time, John was finding himself becoming more and more insecure and he's starting to doubt his own judgment and expertise. Several of the other people in the team were experiencing severe burnouts and other again were just leaving. John, he's trying to speak to his leader, but the leader never had time. So after some years, John is just leaving, totally broken and devastated. And then you have Amy, another energetic and talented young leader. She came from a broken background and she was very much looking for relationships that would confirm her and bring some security to her life. They basically just saw her potential and took her in as one of her close companions. Amy, she's doing all she can to please and help and serve her leader. And in return, she she's receiving this feeling, great feeling of belonging. The challenge, though, is that there's no room for questioning. So, and looking at the history, Amy knows that critique or question will make her lose the closeness to her leader. She therefore just adapts to the situation and to her leader's need. I'm talking to her some years down the road, uh, and she's now a lady in despair. I guess we all have heard or seen, maybe even experienced something like this ourselves. And that is why I believe this conversation is so important. Because in all these stories, there's so much pain and so much energy wasted. Being a volunteer organization, I would say that YWAM is particularly vulnerable in this matter. Because people that are joining us, they have a deep conviction, maybe even a sense of calling from God. And a big part of that identity is so connected to it. It's... Mm, Maybe it seems like it's harder to identify unhealthy leadership in this because there's just too much at stake. The French philosopher Michael Foucault, 
he states that power exists in all kinds of social relations. It helps to shape the life of each and every one of us. Basically, we can say that power is neutral. It is how power is exercised that determines whether it is positive or negative. So the question is not about its presence, but rather how it is used to shape a given group or a context. Power is easily, uh, can easily be regarded as the ability to, to move people or to hold people back and prevent them from moving. It's the ability to make an impression and also make us applicable in interaction with others. A theoretical approach that I find helpful and relevant when we talk about leadership and power is servant leadership. In modern relationship research, Robert Greenleaf is considered the main architect behind the concept of servant leadership. What characterizes a servant leader is that the leader is not primarily concerned with his own position and prestige, but is concerned with the growth and development of the people that he leads. So in other words, the leader must put the people in the organization first. Another element is the ability for leaders to be present, not only speaking, but also listening. And through this, create trust. Serving leaders act and lead from their perspective where they look for others' people's best interest, not primarily what serves themselves and their own needs. Leading and serving can sound like two conflicting roles, something that is impossible to combine. And a leader that would like to operate in servant as a servant leader, they cannot be motivated by control or manipulation. No, a servant leader is one who frees up and manages the resources that are in the organization in a good and healthy way. We know that the concept of servant leadership is not something new. Now we see it demonstrated reading about Jesus, watching the disciples' feet, or Jesus teaching his disciples about leadership, where the essence is described as serving the other. In Matthew 20, 28, Jesus used him himself as a role model when he says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give himself and to give his life as a ransom for many. I remember one of the DTSs I was staffing. Uh, we as staff group were so committed to serve the students and to really emphasize this, uh, the first morning when the students came for breakfast, they came to this beautiful decorated dining hall, delicious food and a staff group dressed in black and white and ready to serve at the tables. Now, I do not believe that servant leader is just the one that are serving at the tables. No, their job is to be good stewards that set boundaries and also that confront evil where it is necessary. We should not be toothless, toothless, but exercise power with the common good of all in mind. Now we can say that this form of leadership is the opposite of abuse of power, but it does not exclude use of power or influence. No, leadership is done through the leader being farsighted, having courageous actions and responsibility. 
The difference, though, is that the servant leadership is performed in a context where the decisions are made together with and not for. Talking about power, it's also necessary to talk about power balance or imbalance. I've just stated that power is in every relationship. So power and also power make relationships relationships imbalance or asymmetric elements that makes uh, the relationship asymmetric could of course be uh, position role authority but other elements uh, also like trust you know when people trust they believe that you will act out of goodness and honesty and excellent so trust can transfer power to act on behalf of and then there is other elements like knowledge or lack of knowledge and vulnerability, age. These are also factors that amplifies the imbalance and is factors that we need to be aware of. In Y1, we often have many different roles. One relationship can contain it all. And what I found helpful is uh, that when I have different roles, it is the role as a leader that that is deciding how I exercise the other roles. But then back to the question where we started, has these stories uh, and fear of control made us wimpy leaders? I think maybe for many of us, that is a natural and maybe also an unconscious reaction, something that we actively need to work to avoid. Because what I've seen is that withdrawal from leaders creates a vacuum and this vacuums make the danger arise as it is creating an arena where we facilitate new possible abuses. So the answer is, uh, yeah, maybe, but we cannot let that happen. I would suggest that we need strong and clear leadership. So the conversation would rather be, how would that look like? I do believe that in a healthy organization, we have an understanding that control is not expected and that leaders are not supreme. I also believe uh, it cultivates a culture where questions are welcomed and where there's no hidden agenda. The world outside is not a threat and we lead openly to counteract uh, closed echo chambers. I will also emphasize the importance of leaders having a structure that facilitates feedback because this will make it possible to expand the leader's horizon of understanding and reveal blind spots. You know, one control question could be, are the one that we are serving and leading, are the persons becoming more healthier, wiser, freer, more autonomous and more likely to themselves become servants? I challenge you to take these questions in your leadership group and talk about it. What does power mean for you and how do you exercise this? Because you see, power comes from people that are leading us when they give us our, their support. And that's when that support comes, that is real power. So let's take that power and detect it back to the one that we are leading. Good luck, everyone.